There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello welcome to the Junk Time Effort Podcast for round 18, 2021. We come to you from Wayne Jackson Studios and Rod Carter Studios. My name is Michael Chamberlain and joining me is a man who regrets taking medical advice from Jaden Stevenson. It's Adam Rosenbachs. Uh, g'day Michael. COVID has descended upon this great game, but I... I'm only just coming around to this thing that people call COVID. I had been listening to my good buddy, Jaden Stevenson. Now, we became really close mates uh, when he was at Collingwood, and I used to give him great odds uh, through junk bet on him. How many, you know, first goal kicker, last goal kicker, how many is he going to kick, seven possessions, eight possessions. Whatever was going to load up a lot of money and mean that we could launder more, we were happy to take whatever Jaden Stevenson bets he wanted to load up on. Just take it to the casino, uh, get yeah, it absolutely. exchanged for chips, and then walk around for a bit and then cash out. Yep. Yeah, lose a dollar and then go get your <laughs> check and you walk out with some clean money. But Jaden, because I trust him and love him so much, uh, I trusted his medical advice and he seemed to think that this week that um, the media had been overhyping. Mm. COVID and it's not actually a thing. It wouldn't be a thing if the media didn't bring it up. And I kind of went all in on Jaden telling me this sort of shit. And like I'd spent uh, 15 grand on a Peter Evans biocharger. Ah, uh, fair enough. Yeah, of course. I probably shouldn't have dipped into my super to grab that. But, you know, I just <laughs> thought it was uh, a good idea. Uh, when they said um, I went to get my – now everyone thinks I got two Pfizer vaccines. But when I went up there, I just gave him a bit of a nudge and a wink. And they injected me with – hydroxychloroquine no way you got the good stuff yeah yeah i I mean i say i went to you know get my injections you get it on gum tree and (laughs) mate they'll do whatever you need i've got a nokia 3210 so i've got no access to 5g because i don't need that disease in my body fair enough and i whenever i go to the footy so i went to the carlton geelong game which is a uh tier one exposure site last saturday night and i said i don't need to worry about that i've been putting bleach on my pie. So <laughs> I'm a healthy boy. You can shove your little tier one up your fucking pooper. Sure. And I mean, I think the tier one people were told to isolate it and get a test. So you obviously clearly did nothing like that as well. No, absolutely not. I was down there on Thursday night uh, with my fellow sovereign citizens protesting the lockdown at <laughs> Flinders Street Station, as is our right as citizens of Australia. Sure, sure. Do you want to recite the Human Rights Charter of 1940? <laughs> I don't need to, mate. People know what it is. And anyone who brings it up is just, it's fucking, it's a media beat up. As a real human woman. Um, yeah, so Jaden was j- on a, he was answering questions from fans on Instagram Live. Yeah. And, uh, and so one of the fans went to him uh, for <laughs> his opinions on COVID. And why you know what I you? love too? Why you know what you? I love too? Is an, Inst- an Instagram Live, there's no one at the club going, Okay, mate, just talk about next week yeah. and don't talk about anything beyond that. The bloke's put in a good effort. You're going to try and beat uh, Essendon this weekend and that's all you've got to say. There's yeah. no one there helping him out and he's gone, look, 
Uh, I don't really want to get into this, but it's a fucking media beat up, mate. They asked, if the what media you, didn't report it, it wouldn't exist. They asked, what are your thoughts about COVID vaccinations? Do mm. you trust them? Absolutely. And so Jaden replied, uh, after having a career-high 38 disposals against North Melbourne, yeah. uh, against the Eagles, sorry, uh, yeah. he said, okay, pretty topical. Yeah, I, I, I feel like COVID might be in the news, Jaden. <laughs> I feel like people <laughs> might be chatting about it. Yeah. Pretty topical. I don't think some will like this answer. And this is where the media manager would have tapped him on the shoulder and said, cut the feed, <laughs> cut the feed, cut the feed. I don't think some will like this answer, but I think the media overplays it. Sheesh, that's oh, uh, don't they? good in the COVID time, uh, Adam. Uh, overplays don't it. They? If there's no media, then I don't think COVID mm. is such a big thing. It's just my opinion. And unbelievably, his opinion got picked up by who else? The fucking media who beat it up. <laughs> And turned around on him. And that was always going to poor Jaden, mate. He's just, he's given his opinion. If there's no media, then no one, you know. I mean, if there's no football fans, does football really exist? It's, it's, it's existential. That's the kind of level that Jaden Steven, Stevenson operates on. The you and I and, and the Junk Time family can't understand. He's on a different plane to I us. I think you're right. I think, I think the Buddhist in uh, Jaden is coming out now. Um, yeah. I think it's more, he's doing a bit of the, uh, if a tree falls in the forest. Um, kind, yeah. of, kind of gear So if there's no if media Co- Like it, One of his ones is If Collingwood's still paying Part of my wages At North Melbourne Am I truly A North <laughs> Melbourne player They're just big Existential questions like that That we're all, all asking And then He took about 10 minutes To apologise uh, I apologise for my comments Regarding the COVID situation uh, I understand They were ill-informed And that there are people Going through hardship Because of this pandemic I'm sincerely sorry For any angst I've caused With my comments And endeavour to further Educate myself on the topic. Great. And hopefully the way he did uh, educate himself was to just jump on Facebook and have a look around at what people are saying. And there, that's where you're going to get your answers from, Jaden. If you need to know anything else about COVID, jump on there, do a quick search, check out uh, people you went to high school with. They're probably really well educated on the topic. Yep. And you're going to find what you need to know. Yep. There's a, hey, Jaden, there's a guy called Alex Jones. I reckon you look yeah. him up and uh, see what he has to say. I'm just trying to look at the <laughs> comments here of that tweet. Um, don't really. You know what it. I like though, uh, Chamber. You say it was within ten minutes. Now that's fucking quick. Now something's either happened. It's either exploded on his phone that have gone, mate. You're a fucking idiot. Yeah. Or media manager has been informed really quickly. Yeah. And has gone, uh, Jaden. Um, you know how you're in, uh, uh, almost like a lockdown, and we're all living in hubs. You dickhead. How about you get on the front foot here and say, pull your head in. Here we go. If someone says no apology necessary, you're right. So, and they've posted a screenshot of someone from CNN, technical director. Oh, God. Uh, which is why we constantly have the COVID death toll on the side. Okay, so maybe that's like a, a CNN person kind of explaining maybe COVID's good for business. I'm looking at this profile. This dude's in Melbourne. Hmm, kind of handsome. Uh, going through okay. there. Uh, <laughs> Where media. where is this where is this headed? Where are you going? I'm just I'm just looking through this guy's account, just looking at like maybe it's a bit of a conspiracy theorist or something. Anyway, COVID has become quite a big thing. Now both of us, both Rod Carter Studios and Wayne Jackson Studios, are in currently in lockdown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you guys went in like Wednesday? Would that be right? Uh, Thursday. Thursday night we went in because yeah. you, you fucking motherfuckers in New South Wales sent down some dirty removalists. Yeah, I was just, I just had a just couple of couches I had to send back to, to <laughs> Wayne Jackson Studios. <laughs> you were complaining. I appreciate that. 
And I said to him, mate, don't wear a mask. I've spoken to Jaden Stevenson. You blokes, you're fine. Come on through. And then I think like yesterday, uh, Gladys up in Sydney uh, decided that she'd actually do something um, when we've been crying out for about three weeks. You know, yep. I should have said my press uh, press conference. Like, can you please? Yeah. Fuck, we, we, we we're literally begging her to shut the place down. Yeah, we uh, want to be locked down, and it's kind of affected footy all around. So teams are flying all over the country, mm. and just today. So we're recording during the West Coast Adelaide game. The Battle of the Bridge is to follow, and they've had to pull. Um, Four players, Toby Green, Matt DeBoer, Callum Mills and another Sydney player from the game because they were at the France-Australia Wallabies game um, on Tuesday night at Amy Park in Melbourne, yeah, which has so become a tier two, tier two site, I believe. So they've had to bring in a few emergencies, yeah. So I think it's three Giants players and maybe four Swans players, would that be right? I thought it was. I thought it was only two, or th- like two or three players per each team. I think you team. might be right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and and there's a few officials who've been told stay away. So basically, they've flown some um, hot people up into Queensland. Is that what's happened? Uh, Are they playing a metric? A good point. Yeah, yeah. I suppose they have. Yeah. Um. So they maybe they will have to isolate in Queensland. For a bit? Well, I guess they're probably... They, 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 it feels to me that, like they're a travelling hub, if you know what I mean. So yep. they stay together, they fly on a chartered flight, they go to wherever they go, they play the game. As we said last time this happened, they fly back to Melbourne, they torch the plane, and they start over again. Well, there was Connor Nashville Hawthorne as well, and he missed last night by the fact that he uh, was in a, in a in an area as well. I can't remember what, loca- what location he was, but now he's, he's been cleared to go back and train with the club. So, um, Oh, okay. And he was he been. at the... Was he at the Wallabies France game? I feel like he maybe was. Yeah, okay. Like and how are you coping with lockdown at the moment, mate? We haven't uh, checked in with you this no, week. No, it's all good, man. It's all good. Yeah, I'm. I'm happy to stay indoors. But yeah, I'm a bit like um, seeing pictures and photos of people out and about. And I'm like, you don't have to do that. You really don't have to fucking do that. <laughs> Just fucking stay indoors. It's and but yeah, we're going to be locked down for a while, man, because the numbers aren't a hundred a day is uh, going to take a while to reduce. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I actually begin to think like about the grand final like where's it going to be how many people can go um can i get into victoria and not have to you know quarantine for two weeks no, no, like no. well you, well you and i had been speaking about doing our you know our traditional bi-week show mm. uh pre pre-finals bi-week show and obviously we couldn't do it last year because uh we we're in uh, i was in a heavy lockdown and we were talking about that and then this shit has hit the fan so i can't imagine that in six weeks time even if you are allowed, you filthy New South Welsh person. Yeah. I don't think you'd be... If you are allowed into the state, I can't imagine we'll be at much of a capacity. There might be like four junk times there and us. No, I think be you might be right. Show. I might be right. Yeah. So, I mean, we, we might have to think about maybe doing a Zoom one if we um if we possibly can. But we'll we'll, we'll make statements at a later date uh, when, <laughs> I've actually, when I've actually talked about this to Adam. <laughs> <laughs> But so I'm, I'm back in lockdown, so that happened Thursday night here at uh, Wayne Jackson Studios, and you know what, it just, it feels normal, like it feels, and I'm not saying it's like war, but I imagine, you know, when you hear the air raid siren go off in World War II, and you pop your little helmet on, and you go into the, into the metro, in, into the underground at, uh, in London, that's what it's like, you go, oh well, we're going through this again, here's what happens, I get uh, incredibly drunk for five days straight, <laughs> and then I resurface, and everyone's happy. Yeah, sure. Um... Yeah, no, it's it's interesting, and w- I mean, we're in a capacity too where, you know, we can work from home and stuff like that. You know, I mean, you do feel for the businesses that you know rely on 
on the people yep. to kind of come in, you know, physically. Yeah. You know, cafes, restaurants, whatever it is. Um, all, all different types of shops. Um, oh, which Gladys fucking finally shut, like, yesterday. <laughs> like, yeah, but she sh- she'd already shut the magic shop. Uh, dude, <laughs> there, there was an essential tile shop and an essential carpet <laughs> shop open at the end of my street. And I was like, Mate. why, 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 why? Well, anyway. you're locked down. You want to do a reno. You want to add another uh, $3 million to your studio apartment in <laughs> Sydney. How else are you going to do it? So, um, but, but you, you know what? You know what you look at when we are both in lockdown again is how anyone in the world coped in that first lockdown last year when it all went down with no fucking live sport. How did we survive that shit? Yeah, sure. So when did it kick off again? About July? June, July? The second one? Yeah. Oh, footy, you mean? Yeah. yeah, yeah. The footy came back, I think, at the end of July. So uh, Victoria had just come out. Well, Melbourne had just come out of that first lockdown. We didn't know there was going to be a, a second lockdown. No. And then they were playing without crowds because I think Melbourne, uh, sorry, Richmond and Collingwood played like a 36-all draw at the G or 46-all right. at that the was G the first for the game first back, game back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the wrestling never stopped. So well, I, I could have given you my um, login for the WWE Network. You could have... Uh, Check that, and then you could have you know watched all the back, you know events like you know they got a full log of all the pay per views. You can go back and watch you know WrestleMania six when Hulk Hogan took on the Ultimate Warrior. Um, you could watch WrestleMania seven. Was that um, six? I thought that was five. Fuck, you know they just you just get lost. <laughs> no, five was Hulk and Macho Man. So yeah, um, four. But it's great having <laughs> it's great having live sport <laughs> at the moment. And how fucking good with the baggers today? Uh, da, 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 da. Yeah, Fuck, mate. they did it. They did it for Serge. They did it for Jack. The Silvani family doing it tough. Jack was in tears after the game, he was, probably wasn't because he? quite sweet. Yeah, it was. You just want to give him a big hug. And um, uh, you guys, it was pretty much about equal. I think went about three quarter time. Yeah, we pre- I think we might have been nine points down or eight points down or something, and then we ran over the top of Collingwood in the last quarter, which I reckon I imagine Collingwood fans would be happy to be like competitive and then lose and stay down the bottom of the ladder. And Get Carlton, we kind of needed that. Charlie Kerno got through a scratch match, and that's huge for Carlton. Do you think if uh, you're Robert Harvey, no one's making mm. any noise at all that he might get the job. Do you think he'd be a bit offended by that? I think the, someone I, was saying this week maybe Voss has gone into the, the favourite spot. Yeah, because it doesn't seem like Brad Scott wants... I think he's pretty happy with that pretty like nicely cushy job that he's well, got. I think he's pretty chilled out. Yeah, you don't have to do much. Um, so, nah. um, um But also, uh, now that Steve Hawking's gone, he might even have an eye on that job. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, well, oh, yeah, that seemed like a pretty good job. You'd get a cheeky payday. Yeah, so I think with Rob Harvey, the fact that Collingwood finished with a win and then had two losses before they had the great win over the Tigers last week. Mm-hmm. So he's only really had the one win. So he hasn't done himself a lot of favours being one and three yeah. in the games that he's played. So you kind of go... And he just... You know, Rob Harvey was a great accumulator, fantastic player, but he's just not... He's not like... Um, he's not very... He doesn't seem self-serving. He's not going to promote himself. No, he doesn't talk right. himself up. He doesn't, he doesn't fucking talk. Yeah, yeah. Like, I reckon at quarter time, at three quarter time, everyone just stands around in silence. He just kind of looks at him, points at a couple of numbers. They're like, should we should we play on a bit more, Rob? And he's like, yeah, I guess. Well, that's what one of the um, insiders said about him is that he does actually appear to be uncomfortable in front of people talking, which is probably <laughs> one of the main things we coach. But they said he is great at player relationships. 
So oh, I think fantastic. that's giving love life advice. So it's yeah, like, yeah, absolutely. He's like, no, take her out for a night. Take her. Off. You've been busy. Yeah. Take her for a date night. You know, <laughs> just <laughs> yeah, mate. I've checked out. I've got all these Airbnbs down the peninsula. Yeah. You can go down here. No, two nights, he knows a guy. You get your tickets to Hamilton. So it's uh, he's, he's yeah, wonderful yeah. like that. <laughs> mate, the uh, the peninsula hot springs. Head down there. It's really nice. Should we kick more goals? Don't worry about that. Just get a massage. I saw Hamilton a few months ago. Did I tell you that? No. You're not a musical in guy, are you? Yeah, in Sydney, yeah. Uh, no, yeah. Michael, not a musical guy. <laughs> I can guy. see that. But yeah, no, I have can a I say, I've been to, uh, oh, fuck, I hate musicals and I hate puppets, right? Now, Team America, that's different because that was so wrong and it was hilarious. <laughs> musicals and you hate puppets. They are very right, but specific things to dislike. <laughs> puppets. Yeah, because there's did adults. Did there you adults? as a child or something? Like, did you go to like Mate. a... Did you go to a puppet show you I can show you on the puppet where the puppet touched me. Right. <laughs> I I went to a thing called Avenue Q. Do you remember that? Avenue Q, yeah, sure. Uh, the internet is for porn. Uh, the internet is for porn. Oh, go yeah, on. right. I'll think of another song. What's that? No, please, please don't. Please I'll tell you so what I, I did. Went to that in, in 2004, I went to America. I went to America to um, go to a mate's wedding. So there's about a mate from school. And uh, yeah. there are about seven of us who went to, um, seven or eight of us who went to the wedding. Like, yeah, mates from school. And um, uh, we went to New York for a few days. And they went to Hooters. And I went to <laughs> Avenue Q. <laughs> classy, classy. Now, I went to Avenue Q because I was gifted free tickets and I was like, oh, I don't like musicals, I don't like puppets, but maybe it might be Team America kind of funny. But it's and a com- essentially a comedy. Yeah, essentially. I fucking left at halftime no and way. could not get out of there quick enough, mate. It no was one of the way. worst things. I was looking around going, you fucking adults are laughing at this shit. Really? People were like, you know... They, the the puppets would go, oh, fuck. And everyone would be like, oh, and I was yeah. like, you are fucking kidding me. You could see the people operating the puppets. I just wanted to go down there and rip a fucking arm off, pull an eyeball off. I hated it. I do love it that you said halftime too. I love that. I love that. I go into the theatre things and like saying halftime, people are like, uh, Michael, it's intermission. And I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm going, I'll go and get the record. And they go, uh, it's called yeah. the program. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, there wasn't even a second siren to let me know to go into the start of it. <laughs> but I went to Hamilton, yes, yeah, a few months ago, actually. Um, I think about April, I think. But I, um, yep. a friend of the, well, friend of the show, Vey Pashos, does the Neighbours podcast that we've both been on a mm-hmm. couple of times. And um, she had a friend uh, who was coming to Sydney and uh, from Adelaide to see the show. And, um, and then her mate um, couldn't make it, got crook. So uh, I got a little text to uh, see if I want to take the ticket and uh, sat there with Elise. Um, but yeah, you, you should see it when it comes to Melbourne. It's coming to Melbourne th- next year, I think. Maybe late this year. Not, not, not a fucking chance, my really? friend. You're so racist. <laughs> Alexander How dare Hamilton. you? My name is Alexander Hamilton. Yeah, that's one of the reasons. Hey, what about your boys last night? That was a good draw. I was happy? pretty happy with that. I mean, the the, the, the talk from the experts, the, mm. the experts, people were talking yeah. about you know a hundred point loss. Um, they were really hyping up the fact that we we're going to get smashed. So I was, I mean, they got out to pretty early start. No demons, yes. probably at twenty eight points up, I think, at one stage. Yep, yep. Um, but then we kind of just pegged them back bit by bit, and you know. Um, 
Uh, I think it, in that case, from 17th playing first, a draw is oh, as good as a it's win. A fantastic, it's a fantastic result. And what I loved about it at the back of it, so Simon Goodwin has come out and said that uh, there shouldn't be draws anymore, you know, mm. because basically I watched that last... Um, uh, what do you call it? The last clearance, the last ball up, and it was kind of heading Melbourne's way, but you guys hung on. You got a yeah, tackle, if they got a, quick got a kick stoppage. Out, it could have been a, if they got a mark. Yeah. yeah. So basically, Goody was saying that you know we probably would have won it, and I just want to take umbrage here that you fucking Melbourne people, right? Simon <laughs> Goodwin now is going, oh no, 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 we're not happy enough with draws. We, we, we expect to win now. It's like, mate, just be fucking happy you got the two points. You were playing the 17th team. Yeah. Like, don't expect that you're going to roll them. Just go, hey, this is the way our game plays out. If it's in the finals, when you get there, remember that time you didn't kick a goal at halftime in the prelim? Were you worried about a fucking draw then? No, you weren't. <laughs> so don't get ahead of yourself, mate. Just be happy, content that you got the draw that you got. And just be fucking happy that the newspaper's quoting you, Goody. Like, just by the yes. fact, like, when did the last time you kind of yeah. hear from Simon Goodwin, like, in the dark days? Yeah. It's like, mate, just be happy you're getting a headline, mate, because, like, it very quickly fucking disappears when you go down the bottom of the ladder. <laughs> and can I say, I've got a bit of a theory on Clarko, and he is going to coach his ass off, right? So, because, you know, he's obviously supposed to hand over the reins to uh, Sam Mitchell at the yep. end of 2022. And I reckon, this is my theory, just pure uh, conspiracy rosy theory, he is going to work so hard to get this team back in the finals next year. So you'll stay where you are this year, but oh, be okay. competitive. Get yourselves back up, and he will make them rue the day that they said that Sam Mitchell is a better option than Alistair Clarkson. You know what's really interesting, actually, now that you put forward mm. that theory, by the fact, you know, mm. like uh, it's unpredictable where a team can come from and who can win the flag. But imagine yep. if Hawthorne did win the flag next year. Or they got really good and, you know, made yeah, a yeah. prelim or something. And then we got a Mick Malthouse situation all over again where it's like, ah, fuck. Like, we're getting rid of the coach who's fucking, you know. Doing if, all right. If he takes us from 17th to very competitive top four next year. Like, it's like. Well, fuck, on the, on the basis of what you saw last night, you would be quite happy to see Hawthorne play like that through the next year and a half, wouldn't yeah, you? Yeah, for sure. And, and, and also, like, with a, a whole bunch of players out at the minute as well, like. There's about four walk-ups for a back line who aren't, aren't out there. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. And there's the there's a little bit of young talent coming through. And then, you know, hopefully we can... Um, we actually should talk to Coombsy about what the um, um, uh, draft is like. Um, yeah. See, you know, what one and two and three, like how deep it goes. Of course, yeah. But, you know, then you've got, you've got your bloody... Uh, your, your father-sons that are going to ruin it all. You've got Dacos, you've got um, uh, Darcy. There's a lot of people coming through. Wait, a Luke Darcy? Luke Darcy's son. Is, oh, really? Uh, rocketed up. Yeah, yeah. Because gotcha. yeah. I think Darcy. So they reckon it probably young. be. I think he had kids pretty young, and he also had them very quickly too. I think he had like three under four or something. Oh, okay. The Duke so doesn't ma- few, uh, mess around, mate. Oh, mate, mate. When he puts the Dukes up, it's happening. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, can we send our love to Dustin Martin? Hope he's okay. Oh my God! Kidney yeah. injury yeah, probably... is a bit frightening, isn't it? It, you know what, the thing about it, it looked really innocuous, didn't it? Mm. It just kind of was a bump with Mitch Robinson and it looked like Mitch Robinson came off worse for wear at the start and then Dusty was kind of like, you know, they're all like, he's into his ribs, but then he's clearly gotten a, a bruised kidney. Yeah, I think initially I, I, watched, I watched it, I thought maybe Mitch had like, not intentionally, but, you know, um, drew a knee in, but it was like more yeah. just a, front, a frontal clash. Um, but yes, yeah, so a bruised kidney. So it's a, it's, it's, you know what I find? It's a very rare injury that I can't mm. believe that 
it doesn't happen more often. So obviously Sam Newman famously lost a kidney. Tom Lonergan famously lost a kidney. Um, yep. Phil Davis didn't lose a kidney, but I think lost like nine kilos in a week. Like yeah. <laughs> it was amazing when he got injured. Um, and I feel like he might have kept playing. Um, and then Dusty this week. So Bruce Kidney, I was reading the article before, and they say that uh, no laceration, um, no real damage, just kind of you hydrate and uh, just recovery. And, and the kidney is very effective at healing itself. It's funny when they, you know, well, what I'm hearing is fucking soft, you know, just go put surgery in there, go in there, open him up, put a little guard on it, close him back up. He's right to play. Weirdly, uh, Dusty's dad... Uh, mailed over a kidney <laughs> that he just happened to come across. <laughs> and different kinds as well, that was just to see if one was compatible. I mean, there's a whole bunch of different stuff that, I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, if Dusty ever loses a finger, uh, yeah. uh, Shane <laughs> might have a few lying around. <laughs> they'd be, they'd yeah, be a little yeah. bit burnt, but <laughs> they'd yeah, be lying yeah. around. <laughs> yeah, these ones have been bolt cut it off. <laughs> Incredibly, uh, two of the kidneys he sent over from the same bloke. <laughs> so that was really generous of that person to do that. And then also, sometimes, I mean, if Dusty ever wants to get into, um, you know, tattoo removal, like the, you know, if he mm. feels like maybe he's gone too far, uh, there's a, um, a, a sander that Shane can <laughs> oh, send is that right? over. <laughs> very good at tattoo removal. <laughs> but that's very quick that they've come out and said his season's done. We're not going to put him back out there because was it Lockie Whitfield at the start of the season missed about six or eight games with a bruised liver. Ooh, sheesh. I'd forgotten so about that's, that. So um, that's clear. But as you know, we've always heard from the AFL for years that the um, the kidney is sacrosanct. <laughs> sacrosanct. I mean, you Mitch know, Robinson really should, the be, kidney. should be getting a year suspension. Like, I mean, you can't, yeah. you can't be doing that. No, you, you, you choose to bump and you get the kidney. In fact, it's all over. We've been saying that for years. You've got to protect the kidney. Because otherwise, you get parents out there who are just sending their boys and girls out there and they're like coming home, you know, they're pissing blood. And they're like, what happened? They're like, mum, this kid just came from a kidney. They're like, I, c- I can't have this. For sure, for sure. I mean, a lot of parents out there are making their kids wear helmets. And now um, yeah. a, lot of pe- a lot of parents now are getting um, their kids to wear um, Kevlar uh, <laughs> around the hips. <laughs> About the it's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's full on. And also, I mean, Richmond, you know, they fuck, man. Like, I mean, that Brisbane, if they lost to Brisbane, that would have been uh, end of story. But it now they're kind of keeping it alive, aren't they? They're keeping it alive. And fuck, man. If they do. And, you know, like Jack Rewald said, you don't want to face them. Yeah, you know? yeah. And if there's, if there's one team kind of who can get to seventh or eighth and you go, yep. fuck, we don't want to play them in a final. Dude. Absolutely. Yeah, which is like, oh, I really wish Brisbane might have put the knife in. Hey, uh, the, <laughs> the, 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 I think the dream of Brisbane is kind of fading away a little bit. They've been up the top for a long time. Like, sorry, the last couple of years they've been, you know, top yeah. four. And and I don't think anyone's really gone, yes, they're going to win it. But I feel like they're going to maybe make a top four again. But I feel like they go, I, don't, I can't see right, them winning, you- it, winning it. Are you putting a line through the Brisbane line? Well, Is I kind of am. First line for the season. I kind of am. Like I'm thinking, dogs. I I I can't get excited about a premiership for Melbourne. Yep. I can't get excited about a premiership for Brisbane. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm not uh, excited. Is not the word. I can see Geelong doing it. Yep. And now, if Tigers make the finals, I can see them doing it too. 
But well, if West Coast win today and they're leading as we speak over uh, Adelaide, and so they should come back into the eight, and Richmond are back out. And but Essendon have leapfrogged Michael, and they uh, will sit eighth if if West Coast win. Essendon will be in the eight above Richmond. Yeah, sure. I can get very excited about Essendon winning a premiership. <laughs> <laughs> But they've um, done really well, you know. They've, they've kind of regrouped very quickly and come back. They have, yeah. No, they have. Um, but uh, but having said that also, like with the covidness of everything, I, I think I might have said last week, it could be the fact where, you know, uh, Melbourne qualifies for a home final but has to play it at Metricon, you know. Like, yes, could that's be, very true. Oh, these, this COVID world, mate. Yeah, it's there tough. could be things it's tough on everyone. Where, you know, um, yeah. uh, teams miss out on, you know, deserve maybe, you know, two home finals and – don't get them at all. So yeah. I think I'll lay that um, squarely uh, at the feet <laughs> of Gil. I think we need enough. To, I think I've got to draw a line in Gil, I think. I mean, he's done nothing to solve this COVID situation. I haven't seen he's him. He's been terrible, hasn't he? He's never given me a jab, never t- given me a, a nose swab. So <laughs> he really needs to lift his game. Hey, Adam. Yo. Joel Selwood is a vindictive prick. Oh, now, <laughs> mate, that, that, you're casting aspersions here. Now, there was an article written during the week, so um, written by Robbo. Robbo! Who, you know, he, doesn't, he doesn't love to go over the top with his love for uh, certain players, but he wrote this article, What Makes Joel Selwood One of Footy's Greatest Competitors? And he opens it up, and this is just perfect from Robbo, really, you know, capturing the time and the moment. He says it was Quint from the movie Jaws. Everyone remembers Quint from Jaws, who said the eyes of the great white shark were, quote, lifeless eyes, black eyes, like a doll's eyes. Now, if that doesn't put the fear into every person out there when I read that, and I'm sorry I read that without a warning, people, that he has lifeless eyes, black eyes, like a doll's eyes. Because when you when you shit yourself, when someone says throws a doll at you and you're like, fucking, you go to sleep with that image in your head, you can't sleep. But haven't you ever seen Robert at three in the morning? He's got lifeless <laughs> eyes, black eyes, like a doll's eyes. <laughs> yeah, like one of them has been torn off. <laughs> He's just staring at that pokey machine, just playing line after line after line. <laughs> <laughs> so story, he says on the football field, that's Joel Selwood. Yeah, so story about Joel Selwood. Um, and it comes off the back of a story that um, Matty Stokes uh, told on a podcast. And yep. so Mark Stevens, um, has he actually stopped work being a journo yet? Or is he and gone off to do the Liberal Party stuff? Or is he... I'm not sure. I think he still might have a couple more weeks as a journo in him. He might have had to give that four weeks notice kind of thing, but he is going off to the Victorian Liberal Party. Because, yeah, to uh, be like their media <laughs> manager. Um, yeah, no, they're, they're for, doing real well. For that election, they're really going to win. <laughs> <laughs> they're flying. Fucking hell. The saddest job in the world is opposition leader in a state government. It's like, yeah. you are a fucking loser, mate. You're a fucking loser. Unless, unless it's at the end of a really bad run of the current government. Otherwise, if they're quite popular, you're like, what the fuck am I doing here? Like, even that bloke in Perth earlier this year when they won, like, two seats. Yeah. And he, he conceded about four weeks out. He's like, we can't win. Yeah, so for sure. For sure. I'm just fucking... Yeah, in the Liberal I'm Party in WA, they won two seats. I think I've said this on the pod before. And then they had to decide who was going to be the leader. And one of them <laughs> dropped out because she said, I don't have the numbers. And it's like, there are two of you. <laughs> yeah. I don't have me. <laughs> I don't back myself. Really, I can't get, can't get behind the candidate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I stab uh, myself in the back. So Mark Stevens wrote an article uh, about players who play well in September. Uh, yep. And he focused on uh, Hawthorne legend and handsome man, Brad Sewell. And mm. then he 
suggested that maybe uh, Selwood's performances in finals hadn't really been that crash hot. Yep. So the headline was Mr. September, okay, in reference to Sword. Yeah. Okay, it's 2011, by the way. And then uh, online, <laughs> which is, I can't believe they fucking did this. <laughs> this is unbelievable. <laughs> the headline was Miss September and probably had a picture <laughs> of Selwood. Like, that's fucking out of line. Completely out of line. That's really fucking... And also, that's kind of throwing Mark Stevens under the bus a little bit because there's no way he yeah. went in and went, oh, we've got Mr. September, Brad Sewell, as everyone knows him. Mm. And uh, we've got Joel Selwood. Clearly, can you put Miss September and if you could put Ma- by Mark Stevens, big picture of me... Uh, for him to know, and, and uh, if you're going to tweet it, can you tag him in it so he sees Miss September? And it's been interesting as well, actually, by the fact that this was in the before the finals of 2011. By the fact Brad Saw would have played two finals in 27, 2007, he would have played yeah. three in 08, missed yeah. 09 because well we didn't make the finals, but also his head got crushed by um, Matt Lloyd, <laughs> and yeah. then we played one final in uh, Frio um, uh, in 2010. So, I think maybe Bradshaw maybe got like the player of the finals in 08, but I can't remember. Like it, 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 a weird, a weird kind of person to focus on by the fact it wasn't like he was playing three finals each year. No, absolutely, and no one ever talks about the dominance of Bradshaw during that period. Uh, and so the headline was Miss September, and then Selwood uh, got 28 touches in the grand final, kicked two goals in 2011 when they won. And then mm. Stephen says, "I'll never forget it. Uh, the look in his eyes. It was a look of." So blue. Mark Stevens is in the in the rooms after the game, looking for a story. It was a, a look of blue steel and defiance. It's mm. funny, blue steel, because that's actually a joke reference, you know. Yeah, uh, I know. Yeah. yeah, so it's almost like you're going, supposed you know, to say he's got fucking. You should have said he had like uh, eyes, like a like a like, like a, a doll, fish. <laughs> like a doll. <laughs> <laughs> like almost, a cabbage patch doll, but it's like it's kind of like the look in his eyes. You know, it's it, it's almost like saying um, he had a he had a Borat thing about him. <laughs> it's like yeah, it, it was a look sense. of blue steel and defiance. It's like oh, he was he was coming down that runway like a like a hot model. Yeah. Anyway, he grabbed the medal, so would thrust it mm. towards me and said something like, "How does this look, Steve-O? I didn't say much. I was stunned and moved on. So Selwood remembered it. That, that article from about a month earlier, he remembered. He was like, I'm going to go He remembered out. something from like four weeks earlier. He remembered <laughs> that. He hung, on to, he hung on to being called Miss September for a whole 28 days. This guy's fucking mad. Um, and then he ducked and uh, Mark Stevens got uh, <laughs> free kick against him. And the, yeah, the umpire ran in, blew the whistle, everyone stopped. He's like, free kick, Joel Selwood. I remember in the very first episode of the Beep Test, R.I.P., um, uh, Limo and Dave Thornton went to Hawthorne Geelong uh, mm-hmm. and surreptitiously Dave filmed footage of Limo screaming at the umpires. Yep. And then they showed that footage and uh, Limo was with Jack Rewalt, uh, as he's, you know, guest. And he said to Jack, what do you think I was yelling at? And Jack thought for a second and he went, Selwood? And he's like, exactly, exactly. Ducking Selwood, he could. Uh, that was like the, the only reason why you'd be um, screaming at the umpires at a Geelong game. And Jack Rewald said that. Yeah, yeah. And that went to air. Yeah, yeah. And we've never heard wow. from Jack. We've never heard from Jack since. 
<laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> but uh, So Steve-O goes on to say, it was in this moment of total joy, everyone was hugging, all the families were in there, and in this moment, he went out of his way to stick it up me. So he's probably hugging one of his 17 brothers, yep. and he went, fucking get out of the way, fucking there's Mark Stevenson. And, and Steve-O goes, yeah, I won't forget it. He pulled the ribbon and medal towards me as hard as Choco's, Choco's tie. tie. <laughs> Now I think you've got a little bit wrong. Choco <laughs> pulled it up high, he like it he was up, fucking. Yeah. So he would have, like, it was yeah. And and the medal doesn't go as far as the tie. Like the tie goes no, down no to way. you know to your navel. So the medal probably yeah. goes down to halfway down your chest. And so I think yeah. Steve-O's using a bit of a bit of putting a bit of mayonnaise on the story, which I'm sure yeah, he's going to put a lot a of mayonnaise on the uh, Liberal Party stories when he uh, goes and works for them. Yeah. <laughs> Choco's tie. That was amazing. Did I ever tell you the story about my brother uh, who's been living in London for about 15 years? But um, just a bit of a team building thing. Uh, when he got there, um, they went out temping bowling, and he won, and so he got a little trophy, and, yeah. <laughs> and he made a little speech. And at the end of it, he went, "And Alan Scott, you were wrong." <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, "Ah, oh, that's right. I'm in fucking England. No one gets that yeah. reference." <laughs> but I tell you what, the one person who did would have been like, "Oh fuck, that's good." I mean, yeah, that's fucking great. I fucking would love to give a speech one day. I want to do two things. I want to do, here it is. Yeah. And Alan Scott, you were wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you know what? It just carried so much more weight. Anything carries a lot more weight when you have uh, advertising on the collars of your shirt. <laughs> so he's, he's in a suit. You're supposed to be all respectable, but you still got Vodafone just written on the collars. Just to get in there. Alan Scott, you were wrong, but uh, check out Vodafone's U4G coverage. I mean, it's funny, man. I mean, I mean, the Choco thing, the, the correlation's actually not too bad by the fact, you know, um, Selwood remembered the article and Choco, you know, remembered that vendetta against um, Alan Scott. R.I.P. R.I.P. Alan Scott. Is he? Yeah, yeah, a while ago. A while ago. Oh, oh okay. Oh, what was he? Mate, was he a trucking magnate or something? Tr- trucking magnate, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah. He helped move things across state lines. Oh, really? Uh, does he know any <laughs> removalists? <laughs> I believe so. Fuck, man. Oh, dude. That, I mean, I mean, we all complain when we move, you know, every few mm. years or whatever. Yeah. But fuck, man, removalists literally move a couple of times a day. Like it's a fucking nightmare. Mate, it's one of the worst jobs. I did it. I was working for a uh, like a commercial uh, moving place, like a commercial, sorry, a commercial hire place. So if you had like a uh, a function on and you needed five hundred tables and two thousand chairs, yeah, we would deliver that shit. And I worked, it was my first shift and we were doing Mother's Day and we had to go to like, I think it was every Sizzler in Melbourne and deliver <laughs> tables and chairs. And mate, when we picked them up on the Monday, you try walking up the back of one of those ramps up the back of a truck carrying this huge table and the back of the Sizzler is just covered in fucking grease. Yeah. Just, just and so you're slipping, you're holding this table, you're like, I'm, I'm going to go here. And I've never been so sore in my life. Dude, nightmare, nightmare. Did you, uh, I yeah. mean, a uh, number of times I moved, like, do you help them? Uh, uh, no, not my role. I help them. But get in the way. Uh, well, I, but I also kind of figure like it makes it quicker. So when they're still I don't help them, but I direct them the whole time. Really? I'm not there, not like that, wouldn't do that, that's wrong. How are you doing that? Or oh, bend your knees. No, you got to, don't bend your knees, bend at your hips and just yank. That's how you lift shit up. The last time I moved uh, out, of, out of a Melbourne apartment, um, I, I didn't help them. And it felt weird. 
It felt weird. Really? Because I was just on the computer and like they're taking stuff out. I had to put stuff in storage. Oh, no, I know. See, like, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's an absolute nightmare. I remember going, I lived on like a third floor that had stairs and there were two guys in their fifties, I reckon. And I generally thought they were going to die. Like <laughs> I generally thought I was going to, I'm going to lose one here. <laughs> yeah. you know, do I have to pay extra? Um, yeah. And the bed got the, it was like a spiral staircase and the bed oh got my. stuck and the guy tried to convince me that it couldn't go up the stairs. Yeah, and, even and, though it got there. Yeah, and we're like, no, you can just angle it this yeah. way and you can get it up. But he was like, nah, can't go up, can't, we're, we're not, we can't go in, can't go in. I'm like, and it was like about a six-story building with stairs all the way to the top. And I'm like, okay, so you're telling me no one <laughs> no one above, above the third me. floor has a bed. <laughs> yeah. Or well, they've winched up, they've uh, like winched it up with pulleys from the outside up the balcony. Oh, God, moving. It's awful. It's awful. Hey, uh, we were talking about the Ivy nightclub last week because we talked about North Melbourne going to... What nightclub did you talk about North Melbourne of the 90s going to? Uh, so I was saying they would be at Cactus Club or if they went into the city, they'd go to the tunnel. tunnel yeah, and then we talked. Uh, we got an email from a listener saying um, North would go off into the Ivy. And then yes. we got an email from Sean saying... And I took a stab and said, I think the Ivy was on the corner of Exhibition and Flinders Lane. Yeah, yeah, and, and Sean confirms that. Yes, yes. Yeah. Says it's now a TAB. Fucking massive TAB, four-level TAB. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, the fucking music, the DJ is fucking amazing. <laughs> <laughs> They're really animated. I tell you what, though. Okay, idea without notice. How good would a fucking flat-out nightclub be if there was a TAB in the corner? <laughs> so you fucking you've you've taken you've dropped you've double dropped. Okay. You're, fucking, you're drinking your water and you're like, fuck those animated greyhounds look awesome. And then you're over there, you're watching them. You're not really betting on them because you don't know what's going on. But just as a side note, like if you're not into that music, but everyone else is, fuck man, how fucking good. Awesome, awesome. There's still um, races on at Hong Kong at seven in the morning. No, you're right, you're right. I had a friend who he lived in Hong Kong and his family were in the in the horse industry, and um, the, but, but, I mean the they were they made jiggers. They sponsored um John Longmire. Um, <laughs> but he said on a Wednesday night at Happy Valley, more money goes across the betting thing than Melbourne Cup Day. Just an average Fucking Wednesday hell. night, yeah. Jesus, uh, have you ever been to the Dish Liquors? The Dish Liquors, totally, mate. I, I bloody owned one. Did you really? Yeah, a little Wooshka. <laughs> it's got a little Wooshka. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, and, yeah. And uh, what's uh, little Wooshka up to now? Did he go to a farm? No, no, no. We we did. We we gave her away, and she's she's totally fine. Now, aren't the idea that the racing greyhounds pet. are actually a bit psycho? Oh uh, no, I think my a friend of mine had one as well, and he was kind of fine. They just they didn't. He wasn't muzzled when they took him for a walk, but he said occasionally they would just get into it, like you know, when they'd see a small dog, and they'd be like, "Oh, that looks like live bait," and you'd just be like, "Settle down." The dog was called Mick, and it'd be like, "Settle down, Mick." Yeah, and gotcha. so you'd have to calm the dog, but mostly he was like really placid. So no. Um, and how much did Little Wushka cost you? Ah, uh, fuck, mate! It was like fifteen years ago, and we were in a syndicate because we we're doing very well. Fucking, hell, you got um, a syndicate to buy a fucking ground? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was you, just are, a you were bit not doing very well, I must say. <laughs> a syndicate for a greyhound. Um, and then we gave Little Wushka away because we were like, ah, oh, fuck, she's never going to win. And then she won, like, the next couple of races. And we're like, yeah, of course, that, that's the way. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Um, yeah, I went to the Greyhounds years ago. I think I've told the story on the pod before, but um, 
a uh, friend of the show, Declan Faye, and I did a few segments for a sports show on Channel 10. And we had like about a grand. And whoever came out with the most money at the end of the night, um, the other one had to eat dog food. Uh-huh. And luckily I won, so Deck had to eat the dog food. Um, Excellent. We were filming our final piece to camera. And a drunk lady came in and just kind of was like, hey, in front of the camera. And there was a security guard there, this young bloke, and he's just gone, move! And she got out of there. <laughs> it was an overreaction by a long way. Yeah. And then yeah. her boyfriend or partner or her husband, whatever, came over. And, and he'd obviously right. had a few as well. And very clearly looked like he was going to headbutt the security guard. Like, he came out and was like, why'd you talk to her like that? Why'd you talk to her like that? And then the security guard's gone, uh, Dad! And <laughs> this older security guard came along and he's like, and he, you know, he's the regular guy and he knows them all. And she's like, Brendan, what are you doing? Get out of it. Get out of it. <laughs> <laughs> it was hilarious. It was like calling up for your dad when you're about to get headbutted. Oh, that's great. Uh, that's great. So football in real life as well? Yes. Oh, so just to finish off with Sean giving us the update that it's got the TAB, he said, let me tell you, as a 42-year-old dad living on the Gold Coast, any chance to talk about late 90s, early 2000s CBD nightclubs is very welcome. Yeah, for sure. So now, now, Sean was one of the dudes who contacted us. We uh, offered him a uh, King Tut's putt-putt um, voucher oh, yes, because he gave us a football in real life. And yeah. then a couple of weeks later, he was like, oh, shit, I should have got one because he went to the King Tut's putt-putt. Foolish, man. Foolish. What about the Sugar Shack? That used to be... No, there was one next to Sugar Shack called the Boardwalk on um, on Banana Alley in Flinders Lane. Do you remember that? Uh, Sugar Shack? I, I, Banana Alley, yeah. Um, didn't... I feel like the Chief might have owned... Had yeah, I, I have a feeling he might have owned Boardwalk. I think he might have owned the saloon as well. Yeah, he, that did, was he, he did have the saloon in... Um, uh, yeah. What, Turak, Turak Road? Road. Yeah? Yeah. Um... Do you think in a pandemic, mm. King Tut's putt-putt would be essential? <laughs> Absolutely. That's, that's your hour-hour exercise, man. I mean, that's the canary in the mind. When they shut down King Tut's putt-putt, <laughs> you'd be like, fuck, we're in big trouble. Yeah. yeah. I'm a, J- Jaden Stevens would be up there this Arvo. <laughs> uh, from Alexander, he's got a few uh, footballers in real life. Uh, oh, speak of the devil. I live in South Yarra, just off Chapel Street. Uh, in an mm. apartment building just behind the Olsen Hotel. I'm doing very well. Now, the Olsen's a bit famous for, from the rumour mill of oh, yes. footballers breaking up with their wives and moving into the Olsen Hotel. Didn't Hutchie live in the Olsen for a while? I believe that is true, yeah. And I have yeah. a feeling that maybe mm, uh, Big Gary might have moved in there. And I feel like a is few other right? people might have famously kind of moved in there. This is from my yeah, mail. Okay. From my mail. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but mail. yeah, the Olsen's like, an, uh, and it's a nice place, a lovely place. Uh, for yeah. overseas people, it's like, what would you call Chapel Street? Kind of like a bit of a nightclub, bar, shopping yeah. area. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. yeah high and, f- end. and full of wonderful people. <laughs> uh, behind the Olsen Hotel, I'm doing very well. Have seen Big Bash teams staying at the Olsen over summer. And recently during uh, VFL 2.0, Frio was staying there. So just recently when all the AFL games were in Victoria. That feels like a yep. fucking year ago. Doesn't it? Uh, I walked past Justin Longmuir, just near Chapel and Turak Road. Uh, just near Channel 10. So one of the TV stations in Australia. It's called Channel 10. They've got an office there and there's studios there. He's much taller than I'd expect. Uh, just a common thing, isn't it, though, when you see a footballer. And you kind of go, oh, you're way taller than I thought you'd be. 
Yeah, because they're, they're on the field with like kind. You're like, oh, yeah, you must be a short ass. Mm. Uh, have also seen Nat Five, Alex Pierce, Nathan Wilson, and probably heaps of others, but they play for Frio, so I wouldn't know. Uh, have also seen Nick Nat with two other players. Uh, the other two had masks on, so I couldn't figure out who they were. Uh, Nick Nat didn't. Uh, they were on the streets, so none of them were ob- obligated to. I have Great. a quick Great question detail. without notice. Mm. Would you say Nick Nat is the most famous person in Western Australia? Uh, yeah, probably, probably, maybe. But, but what about Brand Fife? Like he's pretty massive. But Nick Nat, like, and and Ben Cousins is still like, what what sort of fame are we talking? Well, I mean, not infamous. I mean, famous. Um, yeah, yeah. I feel like Nick Nat would be would be the biggest celebrity in WA. And most, Basil certainly most recognisable. Yeah, Basil. Yeah, him and Basil. If him and Basil went to a nightclub, I'd, obviously they'd say, uh, Nick, can you wait there? Basil's here. Usher Basil through. <laughs> And Basil would, like, you know, spit on some homeless people as he walked through. Yeah, for sure. Make fun of trans people, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. A bit of fun. Doing the classics. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, um, I was waiting for a a tram stop near Dan Murphy's on Chopper Street heading back home, and they stood next to me. I thought, look at them, just being normal people catching the tram. But then they ended up getting an Uber, uh, a white Corolla hybrid like every other Uber driver. Um, and it was a sight to see Nick Nat fold himself into the car like a giraffe trying to fit inside a shoebox. He's good in the shoebox. Mm. Um, he is good in the shoebox. That would be a thing because Nick Nat would be about six seven, don't you think? So I think. Oh, taller than that. Every taller car would that, be fucking yeah. rough, yeah. And particularly now because in Victoria you're not allowed to get in the front seat. So Nick Nat pop in the back, mate. No legroom. Lie down. You got yeah. You got to go though. You got to go the Uber Premium, Nick Nat. What are you doing? Who booked that? Yeah, fair enough. Um, also have seen several Swans players, uh, Cam Sinclair, uh, Luke Parker, Buddy and Josh Kennedy, uh, who both times I saw on the exact s- uh, same corner outside Country Road despite being a week apart. So the Country Road, I think, is opposite um, or diagonal to Channel 10. Correct. Um, Chapel Street is usually a decent place to spot a footballer, having previously seen Taylor Adams a few times. Uh, Jesse Hogan, not as big as I expected. Good detail here there too. Um, Very. This year among other more forgettable players. However, the past few weeks have been a very happy hunting ground for wag wannabes, as my girlfriend has repeatedly said. There you go. Ladies, get down there. Ah, gotcha. Okay, so a lot of footballers around, and so therefore... Yes. Yeah, Now's gotcha. your time. Yeah, sure. Snag yourself sure. a footballer. I remember seeing Buddy and um, Josh Gibson years ago uh, on Chapel Street. So this would have been before Buddy moved to Sydney. Um, and they kind of walked past the restaurant I was in, but I was like... You were aware they were there. Like, like yep. people... There's a bit of presence. There's a swagger to Buddy. There, yeah. And there was a swagger to Josh, too. So yeah, they were kind of, you know, heading off for a good time. Yeah. And I think even... I might have checked one of their Instagrams that night. And, like, they had, you know, <laughs> thank you to the people from Blah 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 Restaurant. You know, and it's like, oh, someone just got a free meal. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. Hey, should we hit the road? We are Junk Time Pod at Twitter, Facebook, uh, Gmail, and the Gram. Go Blues! Go! Mom. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 